uh, I had grilled cheese. Did you? Mm-hmm. Was it good? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I want a grilled cheese now. Welcome back, everybody. This is the file drawer, and Sam is opening a cup, a can of Canada Dry Original Sparkling Seltzer Water. Uh, okay, I thought it was going to be ginger ale. Mmm. Ah, nope, seltzer just water. seltzer water. I do like the bubbles. Bubbles, the do, I do like the bubble drinks are delightful. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, welcome back. Um, this is episode something. I think fifty-four. Oh, I have maybe no fifty something. That's just, for sure. We skipped. We skipped last week just because. Well, I had a <laughs> I had a bit of a medical issue last week. Yeah. So what happened? You said you're all good now, but I well, I'm as good as as good as I could be. I think. Uh, I had a little bit of a concussion a couple of weekends ago due to a hockey mishap, and it really did knock me out of commission for like the better part of a week. I did not feel good, and therefore we did not record. So I will, I will take that blame, me and my my soft head. That's all good. So uh, how did you actually hit your head? Did you like you, you were. Wear helmets, correct? Oh, yeah. I definitely... If I didn't... So this fall was so nasty. If I wasn't wearing a helmet, I probably would be dead, uh, wow. I would say. Uh, let me let me paint you a word picture with my mouth. Uh, okay. Skating. Skating down the ice with a puck on my stick. One, me, by myself, kind of, against two defenders. And I tried to, uh, what you would call, dangle the, the defenders. I tried... A little, a little fancy stick work to try to little kind triple, of triple deke. Little, little triple. If the triple deke was an actual thing that was effective, then sure, you could call it a triple deke. Okay. But I, I tried to basically kind of cut between the defenders, and they knocked the puck away from my from from me. It was a pretty low probability play, uh, but I had a lot of speed, and I kind of pivoted to from skating forwards to skating backwards to kind of go back up the ice the other way, the, the direction the puck went. And and somebody on the other team was cutting kind of the opposite way, and inadvertently, with no no malicious intent, his foot caught my heel as I was skating backwards. Mm. Uh, so it just completely knocked my feet out from underneath me. So I fell directly back. My head bounced off the ice. I blacked out for a second. Oh wow! Uh, and then was able when I, when I came to, I was able to kind of like skate slowly to the bench with some help. And then uh, I decided to remove myself from said game because I just felt terrible after that. Um, so that is the story of my concussion. Now, does the game continue to go as you're on the ground? They or... actually, yeah, they blew the they blew the play dead uh, because I okay. was pretty. I looked dead. Uh, okay, I was just laying there. So they, yeah, they blew the whistle. Yeah, uh, it's kind of at the ref's discretion. Okay, for the most part. You know, yeah, concussions are bad. How many uh, concussions that do you think you've had? Yeah, I don't actually. In your life? I don't actually know. Like, I'm sure I've had some minor ones through childhood, uh, but this was the first time where I really, like, I really understand the problem of concussions now. Um, because for a good week afterward, I had a really splitting headache that would kind of go in and out. I felt just really lethargic and, and, and frankly, I don't know like how to else describe it other than just say like, I just did not feel like myself. I mm. just felt like a different person for a couple of days. 
Um, and it was weird too, where I would, I would have a day where I would go almost the entire day with no symptoms. And then at like four or five o'clock, it would just hit me and I would be out for the, for the evening. Um, so it was really, it was really, uh, kind of concerning at first, but I'm good now. I played hockey twice this week. Nice. Yeah. Did you get, did you get the person back? Did you get them back? <laughs> Well, did you annihilate I mean, them, tear one, their head off. Here's one way we got them back. Uh, at the time that I got hurt, we were still in the first period and we were winning nine nothing. They're terrible, and we ended up winning. We ended up winning like sixteen to one or something, which is not a hockey score. That's yeah, that's, that's, just, uh, that's just silly. That's, uh, that's pretty just pretty silly. Uh, but no, I didn't. I didn't. Get, I, like I said, it was not intentional in any in any way. Um, so. I don't even know who it was. Hmm. All right. Well, what about you? You've had any uh, any any health scares over the past week? <laughs> nah. All right. Good. Nah. I'm glad I was to hear I was reflecting on like I've been trying to reflect over whether or not I've had like a concussion, like in my life, mm-hmm. um, just you know from playing active you know contact sports and stuff. And people who I play with, I think, have experienced concussions. And I don't know if I have, but then as you kind of described yours, um. It's one of those things. Maybe I have, you know, right. and maybe I've just chalked it off to oh, my body feels weird yeah. after like a game, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, when you're younger, especially, man, they you know they tell you to shake it off or oh, you, yeah. you, know, you gotta for sure you got a little bump. Sure I think that culture has changed. Changing. I don't, I don't know rugby culture, but I imagine it's similar to hockey culture in that hockey players take pride in playing hurt. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. Oh, and I mean that's the, that's the challenging thing about concussions. Like, there's no. You can't just look at somebody and know for a fact yeah. that they do or don't have a concussion because yeah. our our skulls are not transparent. Although that would be really weird looking. Now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the NHL does have one of the better sort of concussion assessments. Maybe they. I, they I think it's changed, the NHL. Yeah. I think it's the NHL. They've changed some things over the last couple of years. There is an official concussion protocol now, and they have uh, people at the games who are basically concussion spotters who Mm. are basically watching the players, especially after a big hit, and essentially saying whether or not a person has to go through the concussion protocol, which involves going to a quiet room for a set amount of time and doing some testing. Uh, So they're definitely trying to trying to uh, crack down on it a little bit. And they've changed the rules a little bit around some of the penalties in terms of um, hits to the head as well. Mm. It used to be you could hit somebody. You could. It used to be the rules were such that you could have a completely legal hit that where the principal point of contact was the other person's head. Jeez. Um, and it was kind of up to the person being hit to not put themselves in a compromised position. But now the rules are changed where any hit inadvertent or not clean or not that makes the head the principal point of contact is a penalizable uh, pretty seriously penalized penalizable hit so yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah a little, little, little hockey good. trivia for you no it's a that's good it's good <laughs> stuff I, yeah concussions better just scary you know after you know the, the more research that's come out and how it can affect long term oh um, yeah you know, the mental, C, the, the CTE uh, neuro, stuff. Yeah, like the yeah, the neurology, the body's all, all compromised. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know how. Um, and they say like repeated concussions. You know, is 
is is, is not good either. But uh, yeah, anyway, well, yeah, I mean, right. that, that, not to get morbid. That's the main reason. <laughs> not to get morbid thinking about your health. I didn't go to the doctor or anything because, in my experience, the the uh, the way you treat a concussion is by not getting another concussion. Yeah. So I just tried to be reasonable, and I skipped like four hockey games over the last couple of weeks, and just let myself heal a little bit. Because you and I, Eric, we make our living with our brains. <laughs> we need these at full functioning capacity at all times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you're, I mean, you're joking, but you're right. No, you know, I'm you totally hear, right. You know, you hear people getting that, what, is, what do they used to call like boxers, um, punches brainers. Punch, I, I, punch drunk or punch, something. Punch drunk and stuff yeah. like that. And Well, yeah, I, I have, I have very soft hands. I, I can't make a living through, through manual labor. <laughs> I, that window has closed up my life. Uh, it's, it's brain or, or nothing from here on out. Oh man. Uh, so what else is going on? What's going on in your, in your life, in your neck of the woods? Uh, you know, I think I may have either. I don't know if we talked about it last time we recorded, but during our little uh, group meeting, that you sat in. Oh, our little no, yeah, by the way, no wonder you look kind of out of it. <laughs> I did I did I look out of it in that meeting? Uh, yeah, yeah. You seemed a little, you seemed a little different. But it might have been the morning. I mean, it might have been. The it time. might have been partially morning. Yeah. But... Um. But yeah. Um. So I have submitted my programming tool. Oh yeah. And, and, you know the thing is, like, I don't. Can you describe to me what the what what you did again? The people want to know what I, does this program do. Well, I don't even know. All right, so a let's be clear. I don't want to describe it too much in case a it's not enough, <laughs> or, or or it's way too much than what well, other people I, no submit. One's, no one's judging you. There's no there's no um, but there's no real standard on the requirements. I don't really understand. In terms of me like doing projects and stuff, I like clear clear expectations. I'm not necessarily perfectly clear. It doesn't have to be crystal clear, but some some sort of expectations. Some expectations. <laughs> but um, but so what I was told was that you know people sort of propose a project and. Yeah. Um, if you know a person approves a project, you can do it, and right. yada yada yada. The yada is not important. Um, and so much. I don't know if you remember a long time ago. I was talking about just the. Um, I like the steps. Not not necessarily. I like to feel like something is done. I like the. You like the closed loops. Yeah. The um, something in place, like a system in place that you know. Okay, this is done. You know, um, and I was sort of uh, uh, turned off a bit, not, not necessarily turned off a bit, but like uh, after you finish a thesis, essentially, after you finish your thesis. Yeah, I, I imagine uh, it feels good. I haven't yet to experience that, but. No, you, you just turn it into the office. There's, <laughs> there's no, like, you know, and so coming from a program where we have to do a master's thesis. Yeah. You know, I was in a different program you wanted, before. So you were, you were basically wondering, where's my parade? There, not necessarily parade. Where's where's my fanfare? Something to where's say. Where's my mariachi hey, band? Not mari- nothing like that. <laughs> but something to say that hey, this is something that you did. <laughs> you know, um, you did a thing. Like like for it's like for instance at UWF where I was in school before. You know they, you had to, It was a different type of program, granted, but um, you had to like defend your thesis and you know you had to get some paperwork signed and then you get got it bound and stuff I mean, like that i don't want to i don't want to burst any bubbles or or tell you things you already know but you will still have the opportunity to defend the thing before you're done and i i, I realize that okay. i realize okay that. I, I i thought so um but uh and so yeah the the the, uh, the tool hasn't 
gotten, I guess, approved yet. But you know, I was um, talking to the person who runs that tool. And I was like, you know, what do we need to turn in? I, I just need to know. Um, and so it was still vague. I was like, I mean, he's um, new, right? He's new, exactly. So I have and, a feeling he doesn't uh, probably probably doesn't actually know. And on top of that, I think they are just all varied, right? Yeah, yeah. So what I so, so what I proposed, and he, he sort of approved the, approved the proposal, was just taking sort of a tool that we've already kind of used to create uh, feedback reports for our lab. Right. So taking and, raw data from a series of 360 surveys and creating feedback reports from those, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, but but. Uh, Really, the tool that I, I made because I don't want to get too complicated in it. It takes data that's already been sort of uh, sifted through and restructured because I just use SPS for that. I was gonna I tried to attempt it to do it in Excel, uh, but I, no, I, I, I started going down that path and I was like, oh, can't do that. <laughs> um, I just wouldn't know how to do I'm it. Proud of you. I'm proud of you for coming to that conclusion. Again, I think we talked about this, but um, <laughs> sort of uh, setting. I sort of set my set limits up in place. I wasn't going to go down the hole on that, but um, so basically, but it, you know, it takes data, restructures it, um, based on certain criteria, blah blah blah. Uh, report certain things onto a word document, um, and a lot of other stuff is involved in that process. It's it's way more complicated than what it seems like it should be, but at the same time, and I think it's as comp it's as complicated as it needs to be. Needs to be, I guess. Um. And that's why it's like most things, most real programs, you know, that, that are nicely packaged for you. And I'm talking about real programs that are nicely packaged for you in a nice box. They have a lot of under the hood nonsense that's going on, you, you know, and it, like, like I always used to say to people, it's not magic. This thing, this thing isn't magic. You, you know what I'm saying? These programs aren't magic. Um, but, uh, so, um, yeah, so I, I finished the project, uh, actual the, the project itself, and I was like, all right, let me build some test cases. And I'm drawing on. I mean, again, I didn't, I didn't graduate with a computer uh, program degree, but kind of minor. I took enough classes to kind of do right. some computer programming projects. So I was like, okay, let me. I mean, I'm, I'm about to test it out. You know, make sure some sort of you know, right. uh, uh, the code is common to a certain extent, et cetera. Uh, building. I set up a couple of test cases and things like that. And so I'm thinking, okay, I got to get this to work. You know, make sure I like I. Uh, uh, catch any sort of errors you know you should build test cases you know try to identify errors where they come and handle the errors properly find, find those bugs yeah and um inside so a lot a lot of the time is spent on like just fill you know filling holes and um and things like that to get it working and like properly handling an error if it did occur <clears throat> and so you know i emailed the, the person over that program and i was like oh you know uh, how should I get this to you? You know, I have some test cases, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, I don't have to test it. I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't be really saying that. But, but uh, um, yeah, so I'm very surprised at like, that. Well, that. That Okay, that seems insane because how are you supposed to know if the thing you made is a thing? Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Now, I imagine the expectation is, and I believe this is the, the truth, especially expectation is your portfolio advisors are going to hold, you know, uh. They're going to hold you to it. So basically, mm. I, had to put, I, had to, I had to put together a report. Okay. And, um, and you know, I asked, I asked for a little bit of feedback on what that those expectations were and what it should be, you know, what, what it should look like. And to the best of my ability, I just kind of tried to rely on, I think I Google searched like a, a program report or something like that, like a you know, computer programming project report and try to like think back to other stuff I've done in the past. 
put together something like that. But he was like, you know, you know, he vaguely kind of described what needed to be in the paper. But then he also hinted at, well, you may want to have something more, you know, uh, presentable when you, you know, provide it for your portfolio advisors and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, I think, I think, I think the ownership, I think, on improving the portfolio project is also on your portfolio committee. Is it? Okay. I, I, I think, I think well, so. I mean, I know I did the eval or, or on the, on I the project. The, I did the eval tool, and once the eval professor signed off on it, to the to the extent that I know, like it's it's done now. I mean, my my portfolio committee approved the initial plan for me to do that as my tool, but yeah. I'm not sure that they've seen it since then. Um, well, I think we're getting into a bit, bigger picture, which I don't uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to go. Uh, is this something that you'll probably experience at whatever school? Yeah. It doesn't seem to be like just clear. Um, um, doesn't seem to be clear uh, requirements for some of the portfolio stuff. I mean, if you look at the date on the portfolio write-up that's online, I think it's back mm-hmm. in the in the two thousand aughts. It's old. It's old as hell. Something like that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Who knows if I believe all the professors are there, but like, like you know, we just had a turnover. Or we just had a new professor come in, and right. and um. Who knows if I'm, things have verbally changed and right. maybe not made it to the paper? Who knows? You know, so well, uh, I'm sure I'm sure you've done everything you need to do. So congratulations. Uh, yeah. When you get it officially signed off, we'll uh, maybe right here we need to insert some fanfare, some 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 exciting sounds, some trumpets. Not, not right here. No. Okay. Right I don't. I don't get, like fan. What's uh, the thing? I don't like. I don't like fanfare. What? Uh, <laughs> Eric, you just love when everybody pays attention to you and. Don't like the fanfare. <laughs> Fine. Well, I will uh, give you a virtual fist bump. Good job. Boom. Boom. Um. So what? What's what's uh what's next then? Oh, your your lit review. Uh, yes. And I, I, for some whatever reason, I'm still struggling with that. I think I just have a lot of ideas that are scattered right now, and so I'm gonna try to just um approach it differently and um, come up with a more detailed outline of what I'm trying to say. Cool. But I think my, what I'm struggling with is I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, you know, I think of what I'm in is this sort of panicked rush mode of I just want to get this done where I'm not really right. thinking about it. Right. Um, I'm, I'm definitely approaching it differently than I, than I normally would if I was just doing it. And I don't know. It's, it's the stress of the I need to be out of school. It's the stress of the I don't have any more money. It's the stress of these loans are building up. Yep. Yep. Stress of these, you know, will, will I be able to live a normal life with, um, <laughs> I think like for real with the, you know, accumulated loans and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's the stress of was a private institution worth it. Yeah. Uh, and all of that, all of that swirling around makes it tough to write an academic paper for some reason. Yeah, man. yeah exactly. <laughs> well, I it's mean, not like it's at the back of my head. It's like sure. right there in the middle, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, I mean, I obviously can commiserate given my uh, the discussions we have had about my oh, yeah. PhD future and where I currently am. Like, I totally, uh, totally get it. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's that. That is that right there. <laughs> that that is that. So, what else we got going on? What else do you want to talk about? Well, all right. So. You were you were talking about. I'm gonna I'm gonna transition this nicely mm, before segue. Whoop. Yeah. Um, 
before the show, you were talking about grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, yeah, I was. Uh, I made myself a delicious grilled cheese sandwich right before the show. I had uh, some good bread from a bakery. Well, it looked like it was from a bakery. I had Amazon deliver it to me from Amazon Fresh. But it was like good sourdough bread that I had to slice myself. Oh, nice. Like a person. You could cut it whatever thickness uh, you wanted to. I did pretty thick. Pretty thick slices. And I've got some, you know, just some good old Kraft American singles. Uh, and then I made it the special way. The, the the quick way is you just butter, you know, the, each side of the bread, right? And then you throw it on the, the skillet. Or you just butter one side of the two pieces of bread. Throw the cheese in there. Um, if you're being real fancy, maybe you put a lid on it so the cheese melts a little bit before the, the bread cooks too quickly. I did it the fancy way. Which was you throw some, and I use a cast iron skillet. I threw mm. a chunk of actual bread, uh, actual butter, in there, butter. let it melt down. Took the two pieces of bread, put it in that butter pan, and I toasted one side of that bread. Yeah, so it was good and buttery and toasted. And I took that bread out, and I put the cheese on the toasted side. So the toast, the two toasted sides were on the inside. Yep. And then I put fresh butter back into the pan, melted it up again, and then boom, that sandwich went in that butter puddle. Cook that one side, flip it over, cook the other side. Oh, you got four layers of crunch in that grilled cheese. And while that was cooking, I had some uh, tomato soup on the stove warming up with some <laughs> with some whole milk, whole milk tomato soup. Oh, I am just fat and happy right now. Now, I have to ask, did you? Oh, and two pieces uh, of cheese, by the way. Did you not play an animal. Did you eat that today just so we would have something to talk about? Since we <laughs> talked about it like last uh, Here's last. Cast. Nope. Here's the thing. I came home from work and I knew I, I got home around 5:45. I knew we were recording at 6:30, and I had I had nothing, no leftovers, and so I took a look at my ingredients that I had on hand, and I thought, you know what, it's grilled cheese time, and I did not think about our podcast at all. That's funny. Until like after I, like halfway through the sandwich, and I realized we talked about that quite a bit. Um. Now this. This is Amazon Fresh. How quick is that? How quick does that deliver? Uh, I usually get it the next day or two days later. Okay, I thought you just ordered like this, oh, no. this morning. It's not. It's not it like a right. day of type thing. Okay, they do have day of services, I believe, right? It depends on what you're ordering, I believe. Depends on what it is. Yeah, mm. if everything's available uh, and it's kind of earlier in the day, you could get it later. Um, so yeah. So do you put hot sauce? On your grilled cheeses? Uh, generally, no, but I'm not opposed to it. I just don't usually okay. think to. I love you, hot sauce. Do you love hot sauce? Okay. I do love hot, hot, hot so sauce. Do you, all right, so what kind of hot sauce do you like? Do you like, I like them all. Do you like the really just hot stuff that's like just hot for no reason, just hot? <laughs> I like I like it all. Really? All right. I, like, so I like Cholula. I like the crazy green ones, the crazy red ones. I like, I, I like Frank's Red Hot. I like Tabasco. All the different variations of Tabasco. Well, I was perusing, you know, YouTube and some recommended video. It must know that I like food shows or something. I have uh-huh. no idea based on what I what I look at. Some rec- recommended video came up, and it was called. Um, I guess the the channel is First We Feast, mm. and there's like a little sh- short show. It's like a 50 minute sh- show, webisode, whatever um, series called Hot Ones, and I, I've never I, I know nothing about the show. Except that, you know, in this one in particular, they're interviewing Key and Peele from the comedy show. I love Key and Peele so much. And I'm sitting there. All right. So basically the premise of the show is um, they have a series of chicken wings 
mm-hmm. spicy wings mm-hmm. with different uh, levels of hot sauce, and I think they in- increasingly incrementally get hotter, incrementally sure, get hotter sure. as they progress. Like, like a, like a buffalo wing. wild wings, if you will. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, between each bite, they ask interview questions. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> I want to do this. Um, now, uh, do they say they, be... start, they start mild and go spicy? Yeah. And so I think they start, you know, hot. It's okay. a hot sauce. I don't know if it's necessarily mild. I think now for Key and Peel, um, it seems like because they divided, they do ten wings, but I think they divided in five and five. They divided in five and five for key and peel. Okay, and so I think they actually got hotter more aggressively. Uh, so like on their fifth one, it would be steps. hot. Yeah, I believe. And um, I was literally laughing out loud. A, the the names of these hot sauces were ridiculous. <laughs> um, and they, they like list all the you know the, the Scovilles. I think is hot sauce measured oh, yeah, in I believe Scovilles. So. Yeah. yeah. And their their reactions to like the names and like the Scoville level. Oh man, was just so funny. And I'm I'm sitting there just laughing out loud. It was it was so because I like those characters. I like these guys. And um, it was just this. one of the funniest things to me. And I was like, I kind of want to try this. <laughs> I kind of want to try this. We should do it on the air sometime. Yeah, you know what? That's a that's an episode right. That's there. That's an episode right there. Yeah, we'd have to get the same type of hot sauce. Yeah, that'd be. I mean, hmm, that's, we can get small some logi- bottles. There's some logistics going on there that we'll have to figure out. But I I have uh, faith in us. We're smart guys. They have to be tiny bottles because I don't. Man, I love I big thing. The mango time. habanero hot wings from Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm. Oh, God, I gotta under... be I gotta be Dubs over here. Really? You have under... one near you? Oh my God, nah, probably somewhere. I mean, it's New York City, right? So there's got to be one somewhere. It's In undergrad, though, <laughs> let me tell you a little story real quick. For about a maybe a three month window, maybe even less than that. There was a one-day-per-week special at the very close Buffalo Wild Wings, close enough that we could walk to. Uh, it was all-you-could-eat wings for, like, a totally reasonable price, like 15 bucks oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. And only for that three-month window, and I went probably four or five times, and it was, they were, it was simultaneously the best and worst times of my life. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I'm not proud to, to say this, but I, on more than one occasion – ate so many chicken wings i legitimately thought i was going to be sick <laughs> because obviously okay college age dudes me my buddy bob my, my buddy adam we would go for like a, a late like an early lunch to do this all you could eat be there for a good couple hours and we would challenge each other to see who could eat the most wings and uh you know you don't want to lose something like that plus they're, they're chicken wings Chicken wings. I want, I, I want to say my record was 35, mm. including an order of fries because fries came with it. I want some wings now. Me too. Man, wings oh, are man. good. Wings. Are good. <laughs> Have you? Uh, I've, I've even done like research a little bit. Not, I think inadvertent research about like the best way to eat a chicken wing. What's What's your approach? I, but, I mean, hey, what's your approach and what's the, what's the research say? Okay, the research <laughs> says it's like you you kind of like you can like break the wing and pull that bone out, and then you're just kind of left with the actual just like a nugget almost. It, yeah, are we, are we talking about the like yeah the if it's just the wing? Right. Are we talking about without the 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 flabby part? I'm talking about. Point I don't point. even know. I, I think I'm I think I'm talking about tearing the forearm off the chicken. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Basically, yeah. Uh, that's the best way. Me, I just get in there, man. I just get in there, kind of rub it on my yeah. face a little bit. Well, uh, a lot of times when you order wings, they don't have the forearm piece on there anyway. Uh-huh. So that's one. And then um, I had a friend who used to actually, if they didn't 
if they didn't automatically, if they didn't have him separated, he would ask, like, if he got wings from a Chinese restaurant, uh-huh. he would ask him to clip it, you know, uh-huh. cut them for him. Um, but anyway, so, but yeah, let's say you have, you're left with that just one piece. Yeah. You know, the way that I eat it, hold it, hold it long ways, uh-huh. shove it in your mouth, suck it down, off like a, like a lot of Set it out, bone out, bone out, <laughs> bone out, man. And you can do that with the, with a little leg bone too, whatever that is. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I'm just. I, I'm. I get annoyed when people don't eat all the meat on a wing. Oh, and you got to they right around the middle part, and it's like, come on, get in there, get in there. Don't be dainty about it. What are you afraid of? Exactly. What are you afraid uh, of? Well, we need, definitely need to make this happen at at some point. <laughs> uh, I was just going to comment about this this little story of yours. Is that it's it's interesting timing because a in the past I would say three days. I have become much more interested in YouTube. I realize I'm about 10 years behind everyone else here. Like, I've never been a person to just sit down and watch things on YouTube. Like, yeah. If somebody sent me a link, it's obviously, oh, if it's a video, it's going to be on YouTube. But I would never just go to YouTube as a destination for things to watch. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I guess never, nothing ever really caught my attention. However, in the last few days, the combination of just going on my iPad and kind of like lounging and watching and my Apple TV... I've actually been just watching things on YouTube a little bit more. And I explicitly tried to go and find some channels just to like try them out. And one of the ones that I wanted to start or one of the genres I wanted to start watching was that things having to do with, with cooking because uh-huh. um, that's the thing that I like to do. So I'm, I, you said that channel name was first we feast. Yeah. And I, 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 find that one. I know nothing about their channel. Sure. I don't know if it's a cooking show or whatever, but there's another one that I've been watching called you suck at cooking. It's okay. like a, it's kind of, it's kind mm-hmm. of a, sat, a satirical uh, cooking show. It's really pretty. It was really good. I like that one as well. We'll put them in the uh, show notes, maybe. Yeah. I realize I say that all the time, and we're like maybe fifty fifty on actually putting links in show notes. I'll, I'll I always put just them trust in the past people. people times. You do a great job. I don't. I always just think if people care enough, they should be able to Google from just our context clues, right? Oops. Yes, that is right. Are you breaking things over there. I unplugged my uh, <laughs> head, uh, headphones. Uh, you're, but, uh, you're a professional. Yeah, they should. Yeah, they they should just be able to Google it. You're right. Yeah. So right. if you so check the show notes, which can be found at the file drawer dot audio backslash uh, episodes yeah. backslash with some number. Uh, yeah, uh, but if it's not there, just Google it. Are these meals on this show? Do they are they good? or Are they just kind of a farce of a meal? So here's the thing. Like I think almost everything that he cooks on that channel is actually good. Sometimes. It gets a little silly by the end, but the you can see like the basic idea is oh, okay. It's just a simple thing that you can make. It's um, fun. It's mostly I watch it for the entertainment, not necessarily for the knowledge uh, share. I'll give one last um, cooking show recommendation. It's not okay. a cooking show, but it, it, something it, something that came to mind is like a farce of a show. It's a uh, Tim's cooking Tim's Kitchen Tips. Okay. It's a Tim and Eric show. Uh, it's a short, you know, five, you know five to ten minutes and it's just it's not I don't, I don't even know if it's laugh out loud funny it's just their style and if you like their style it's 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 stupid it's so ridiculous good well, um, that is the list so yeah cooking shows that's cooking cooking is a thing that like that that people like to do you know when we finish this you know what i might actually do i'm gonna get a i'm gonna get a pot of uh chicken stock going because i've got like four carcasses i need to take care of uh <laughs> This has been sitting in my freezer for months, and I got some carrots, and I got some celery, and I got some onions. Well, should you be That's using that after months? 
It, it, it's in my. It's been in my freezer. Oh, freezer. Okay. Yeah, sorry yeah. if I said fridge. I'm not been in my freezer. <laughs> Every time I roast a chicken, throw that throw that carcass in there, and I'm gonna make. Yeah, it. man. Baby, you got a stew going. <laughs> That's how you make a stew. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So, so prior to the episode starting, you said you have a new mic coming. I guess I asked because you intermittently sound like Darth Vader. I do. Uh, I think that might be internet. Well, do you think it's the same it's, thing? It or? sounds exactly like we've been dealing with before. Dude, I just did like a test. and um, You just did it right there. It sounded smooth. Really? Yeah, uh, that, huh. might, that actually might be my chord. Um, hmm. Maybe. And it sounded sm- fun. But um, yeah, so uh, after some searching and after some deliberating. Okay, hold and, on. We're talking about Eric Middleton here. Not some searching and some deliberating. I'm sure you did some significant searching and, de- and deliberating. No, nah, nah. no, really. I mean, minor searching because I have looked at mics in the past. Uh, like, okay, yeah. If, if you're talking, and I know the blue... about the accumulation of all of the times that you have searched and looked, then yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, I know the Blue Yeti is a good mic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you know, do I need another mic? That's another thing. <laughs> um, and so uh, I was looking, and. Um, the other day, you know, you know, I'm looking for a good deal. Like, I want a good deal, you know. And I usually buy, like, some of the, these toys that I have when I, like, I, you know, I use, um, I make purchases using, like, one of these rewards cards. And when enough has built up where I can, you know, assist in paying for devices like this, you know, tech stuff, mm-hmm. I might buy it. And so mm-hmm. I was just looking for a good cost. Um, You're thrifty. On the, on the Blue Yeti. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, being in college, loans, all that yeah. stuff, I don't need... Well, you know, I need fire, to, man. yeah, I don't need to be you know, buying stuff like that, but, um, it is a hobby nonetheless. Um, and so I, I just remembered back to like, you know, I, what something at times when I'm looking for prices, Amazon typically has the best price. And then I recalled that I, in the past, I looked at like an Amazon tracker. Mm-hmm. There's various ones out there, so I can't mm-hmm. advocate anyone, but, uh, where basically, you know, a website will sort of trend over the past, you know, year to five years. Right a price point that something has been at. So I went on there and looked at the Blue Yeti. It just so happened to be, it just so happened to, um, to show that the Black Yeti, which is the one I really liked, was at like a, one of the like second to lowest price it's been in like a long time. Is that like the pro so, version? No, it's all the same. No, they're all the same. Just It's a black version. It's a blackout version. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sweet. And it's usually, it's usually let's, let's say if the Amazon one is... 108, like that's what it was, you know, a couple weeks yeah. ago when I looked. Um, like the silver and platinum one, sort of hover around that. They drop down too. Uh, the black ones use like 129, 130s, you know, something like that. I'm pretty sure that one actually does have some different functionality. Uh, based on what I could tell, that's a little bit of research. Uh, based on what I could tell, <laughs> no, I, I, I can finish. Yeah, I think it's just finished, huh. yeah. Huh. I think if, if you find out something different, let me know. I know you're yeah, not gonna yeah. look it up, but if you, if you have other knowledge, let me know. I'm looking it up right now. Cool. And it's just the blackout one. It's not like the, I don't know. Okay. But um, yeah. So I saw it. I was like, you know what? Let me get this. And then I had some reward points. I was like, oh, this is too. This is a steal. Um, and I think it it's easier because it is sort of travelable. You know, yeah, it's it a is. USB mic. It's it's a better mic than my other USB mic because it's an actual like you know, more professionals. Yeah. Oh, uh, mid. I don't know if it's like high level professional, but it's it's. Higher level than the other right. USB mic. And have, so. it, it is travelable. Let me go ahead and tell you right now. If you travel with this in a carry-on suitcase, you will be pulled to the side and they will go through your suitcase. It's happened every time I've traveled with it. Really? 
Yeah, because it must look like something on the x-ray. Yeah, like, I can tell you what it looks like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. All right. Well, that's good to, that's okay, good to know. You're right. I just looked it up. It is just the normal one. The, the pro one is like black-ish as well. That's what uh, I was. Man, I I like I didn't realize they made this in black. Huh. It's smooth. It's I was real smooth. To, I was trying to figure out, is yours platinum or silver? That's a great question. Why would that even what's be the different difference? things? <laughs> they are different things, I believe. What? I'm like, I don't know these. I mean, I, I understand the difference between the two metals, but in terms of color, I don't Yeah, I don't delineate know. these colors. I would imagine, much. I mean, mine is kind of like dingy uh, beige turning now, but uh, I don't know. I would say I would call it silver. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, those those Amazon price trackers, man, are, are they are pretty are the cool. I kind of forgot they were a thing. I know there's one that I hear about all the time, and it has a funny name, but I can never remember it. Yeah. Super useful, super useful. Well, I think so. I'm excited for your new mic. Uh, we'll be Mike Brothers, which is exciting. Uh, what else has gone on? What else we got? Let me let me flip back over to our list of. of just rich topics for conversation. Well, you've recently read like twenty new books, <laughs> I, I, and so hey, I want to know my normal pace. I want to know what books you've read, but also oh. my question is just like, where do you get the endurance to play to read? Now, I think you also you read stuff. You read a lot of nonfiction, mostly stuff, nonfiction. Right? Yeah, so it's not like you're not getting stuff out of it. But I, there's a lot of other students in our program that le- read a lot of fiction. Sure. And I'm like, where do you have time to? pleasure read to the point you're going off the these distant lands in your head i, I don't understand <laughs> well, where do you get that i can i can not, not even time endurance light. endurance hmm. endurance not, well so not time for me um, for me at least reading is not an endurance thing because it actually it's the opposite it energizes it, like it's a relaxing thing for me so it's not a thing that drains me in any way well Eric, so do you read a lot of stuff for work already and school. Uh, I mean, I think every, that's, that's here, I mean. The, the nice thing about my work and my school and my interests is that everything that I read for all three of those kind of like they all they touch each. Oh, aspect cool. OK, that's good. OK, that, for the most part. I mean, they're obviously when I do read fiction, I mean, that's not really a work thing, although, I mean, if you really want to get philosophical about it, I would say reading fiction can be valuable to, you know, creative work. But. I mean, here's, I mean, on a very just tactical perspective, here's how you read a lot of books. Uh, live by yourself. Uh, don't have any f- close friends or family in the city in which you live. Uh, <laughs> really like staying at home on the weekend. Uh, have a 40-minute commute where you just get to sit in a train. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, and also be a fan of audiobooks for those times where you can't actually be looking at a book. And th- those are the, probably the main ones. Uh, okay. So not super sustainable. So you do rely on audiobooks. Um, I'm on a little bit of a break from audiobooks, but I generally do have one audiobook going, and I'll do that either during my commute or when I'm walking around or something like that, or like cleaning at home or something like I'll almost always have some sort of audio going on, whether it's a podcast an audio or an audiobook. Yeah. I think, I think for me, I need to uh, cut back on my podcasting, <laughs> my, li- well, my listening to podcasts. That's what I've really realized as well. I need to be very careful about that. And I think we maybe even talked about this, talking, but, yeah. but it's so easy for me if I have a podcast going to just not really do much of anything. Like I can find some really low cognitive tasks to, to make myself feel like I'm working, 
but I cannot do actual work and listen to a podcast at the same time. So I've been having to be more strict with myself about when I will let that happen. Or what I've also tried to do is just be more okay pausing a podcast in the middle of an episode, which doesn't sound like a big deal. But when I started listening to something, I generally like to finish it to the end. Uh, mm. So I've been trying to make myself more okay with like, you can pause this. You can come back to it You know, tomorrow yeah. maybe. You don't need to finish the next 45 minutes so you can just end the episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so podcasts, man, they're great, but they will kill your productivity. <laughs> so um, so what have you read? Hmm. What, what have I read? I'm opening up Goodreads right now because that's where I keep track of what I've read. Oh, let's see. I I know I read The Progress Principle by Teresa Amabile. The Progress Principle, Using Small Wins to Ignite Joy, Engagement, and Creativity at Work. It was pretty good. Read a brand new book that just came out called Work Clean, The Life-Changing Power of Mise en Place to Organize Your Life, Work, and Mind. It was all right. Team of Teams, The Power of Small Groups in a Fragmented World by Stanley McChrystal. I could keep going, but those are the most recent ones that I've read in the past, like, I don't know, 10 days or so. Okay. Um, What else did I read? Oh, I finally finished the Winston Churchill biography that I've been working on. It's three volumes, and this last one was a a doozy. But finally, finally finished that. Which was, I was on a really big biography kick for uh, a little while between him and Lyndon Johnson and Steve Jobs. It was a lot of biography going on. I've been trying to get back. There's a, a good handful of books that I want to read for kind of work interests, particularly being the progress principle and team of teams that um, I'm glad to have under my belt now. But yeah, I read a lot. I read a lot. So you mentioned. Oh, here's, like, I've got. There's one other tactical thing about reading a lot. Don't actually okay. do really important things that you're supposed to be doing. So, like, <laughs> if I if I actually worked on my PhD more, I'd really read a lot less. Gotcha. Uh, but I am very good at being like, you know, I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna read. It's it's not. There are worse ways for me to procrastinate, right? Uh, but generally, yeah. if I if my reading. Uh, rate is very high it generally means i am neglecting other parts of my life so those are say some tips and tricks from sam about reading lots <laughs> tips and tricks <laughs> tips and tricks um That's right so regular. you mentioned something on, on, your, on your notes here i was hoping to figure out what you're what you meant by this but hmm, let's see how let's these biographies have affected <laughs> oh, yeah. the way you work yeah yeah so and, churchill and how so all right did they Bear inspire you, or? Well, I mean, I, one of my one of the reasons I enjoy reading biographies is I I like learning about how how other people worked or work or have worked. Um, just you know, like really kind of boring stuff that maybe some even biographies don't even touch on. But anytime a biography gets into like the actual kind of nitty gritty of how somebody organized their life or actually approached their work, especially someone who is quite prolific, is very interesting to me. And I have totally adopted a Churchillian approach to one aspect of my life. So Winston Churchill was really well known for basically spending the first couple hours of his day working from bed. Mm. Uh, he would kind of eat breakfast in bed and he would be dictating to his secretaries in bed. Like he would literally, he would do like pretty significant work uh, just laying in bed. Um, I don't quite live that exact type of, of life, but in, in, I in like this this 
space of people talking about productivity and stuff, there's always kind of been this stigma around the idea of looking at your devices in bed or like having your device be the first thing you look at when you wake up in the morning. Like, oh, you should like, you know, get up and go for a run or get up and meditate or something. I've decided to say, to put my foot down and say, no, I am going to be a 21st century Winston Churchill. And for the first hour or hour and a half or so, I'm going to lay in bed and I'm going to have my iPad and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to organize my day. I'm going to do some work if I am so uh, compelled to do so. But I am just going to lay in bed and spend that first hour, hour and a half working from bed. And it's been a delight. I, I, I answer some emails. I check Twitter. Maybe I even do a little actual work, do a little reading. Uh, you know what? I, I, I can feel myself becoming uh, the, the, the leader of the United Kingdom right now. <laughs> you know, I, I like... I mean, I, it's probably easier for people that wake up easier in the morning. But I like the idea of wake up, waking up in the morning, and sort of or, like you said, organizing your day and thinking, you know, is there anything major that needs to happen soon? Or um, I like having it sort of planned out mm-hmm. before your day is even started. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I always, I always joke to people, I like being able to wake up in the morning, and I feel so good when I accomplish a lot before twelve o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And there's other people, and 12 o'clock is, I think, is a, that's, that, that's a, that's not even a, a goal. That's not, that's not even hard. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that would sleep till 1130 yep. to 12 if you, if you get, if you allow them to. Yep. But, uh, and so for me, I think it's, if I, I'm even happier if I can accomplish things before 10 o'clock, before not, you know. For sure. Um, when I wake up, my head's clear. Um, I think I'm more creative in the morning because my head's clear. Um, so that being said, once I've looked at stuff, it's no longer clear. But if I if I needed to write something or uh, I was trying to come up, do something creative, the morning's the best for me. Yeah. I, uh, one thing I've tried doing with this is not put too much pressure on myself to actually be only doing like really productive stuff during this time. Yeah. I've just been yeah. – I am definitely more of a morning person. But I've also realized I don't like being rushed in the morning. And I don't want any. I don't want to feel any obligation in the morning. I sound like an idiot, uh, but I don't. So for that first hour, when I'm when I'm being Winston, I can kind of do what I want, and often that means actually doing real work. Um, but I, I do know for a fact, like by the time I hit two or three in the afternoon, like there's no use in me actually doing anything particularly creative or productive in terms of writing or really creative thought. And I'll save my most administrative and boring stuff to do in the afternoon. And that's about how I am, like yeah. around is, two to three. Lucky for the listeners, uh, this is in the evening when we're both just idiots. I don't know. Well, well I, I picked, if we did this in the morning, it would be <laughs> life-changing for people. <laughs> I, I kind of picked back up kind of toward the end of the day, then I crash even later. But um. Yeah, yeah. So, but in terms of waking up early, though, and just getting stuff done early, yeah, I, I, I kind of view it the same way. Um, in terms of there not being any pressure, because you're able to sort of right, you're not rushing around. I think you're able to ease it. Yeah, yeah, you're able to ease into it, and because you are actually doing it early, that means you have more time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Versus not doing anything until whenever. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. Time. That's you're you're basically lengthening lengthening your day. Um, yeah. And in a, a non fluid way, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm particularly fortunate to be in the situation where most days I don't really have to 
be anywhere at a specific time in the morning because I actually mm. I've really discovered I have these two competing mindsets in in my life. On the one hand, I love getting up very early and being super productive very early in the day. Like I that makes me feel very good. On the other hand, I have very much kind of pinpointed the fact that if I don't get enough sleep, I will I will almost if I don't get enough sleep for about a week or week and a half, if I get into a bad rhythm, I will be out of sorts for a good, I'll have a, a two week block where I'm just like not good. So I, I, I alternate between making sure I get as much sleep as my body needs versus just kind of doing what I want to do in terms of getting up very early and, and being highly productive. So most recently I've just been sleeping until my body wakes up, which is generally like seven thirty anyway, which is not, yeah. like, that's still pretty early. Right. But it, Lights, prior to lights that, out. Prior to that, I was getting up at five thirty every morning. Yeah, it's too early. That is, <laughs> that, too is, early. that is, that is, and that's what I did. I did it for like two weeks, and I had this like really down period. And you can never like pinpoint a specific cause, of course, because our lives are far too complex for that. But I've, I mean, I've been reflective enough and tried this experiment enough times to kind of realize that. Very often, something a, a cause of, or what seems to be a cause of these really low periods in my life are are directly after I've done a, a period of time where I get up very early, very regularly. So, does this mean that you don't go to sleep earlier? Um, like you go to sleep at the same time? I still try to go to sleep. I, I try to go to sleep. I try to be in bed by ten thirty. Okay. And then, regardless sleep of whether that's, but for example, of, last night, if you were, I had if you were to wake up at five thirty, would, yeah. would you? I just wake still up. Go to sleep at- I would just I would just wake up and start my day and still try to go to bed at ten thirty. Really? Um, yeah. I, I, I had I, like a, well, I had a hockey I, game at eleven thirty p.m. last night, so my sleep was not particularly great. Like so, yeah. So I got to bed at like two o'clock. You would think that my body would have kept me asleep to like nine or something. No, it woke up at seven thirty. Yeah, I'm on that stupid body. Similar pattern. I, I think I tend to wake up when when it's light outside. That's when I wake up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think kind of how, and how I, we're I, meant to be. I'm really sad. I'm really sad when I wake up when it's still dark. I'm like, dang it, you know, because um, I'm not going to be. I, I probably won't be productive or do anything. But uh, well, waking up, I'm charged by dark that sun man. means you get to go back to sleep, and that's the best feeling in the world. I have a hard, you know, I have a hard time going back to sleep. Oh, though. I'm the. If there was a, an award for going back to sleep, I'd win it. Yeah, yeah, most times. Yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. man, we are two old men talking about our sleep patterns. That is awesome. <laughs> I I legitimately enjoy talking about stuff like this. I just feel I feel like I feel bad for other people because I think I don't know if other people are into it, but whatever. They're listening to us. They can deal. Um so you do a lot of experience, experiments. Experiments. Yes, I do. And your Google experiment is over. Oh, uh, yeah. I ended that. I so ended that. Describe what yeah. that experiment was one more time. The experiment time. was all right. I was going to go. I obviously have all Apple hardware, and I was going to go all in on Google services and software, with the idea being Google. Part of part of Google's uh, value proposition is that it, they are very good at taking a lot of your data and and, and potentially doing useful things with it. So my thought was I'm just going to dive super deep in Google services and then see how much I like it, see if it's better than my normal kind of mix of Apple and other third-party stuff. Uh, so I did it for a little while, and, and really the experiment ended not so much because the experiment wasn't going well. It was because 
a couple of weeks prior to starting this experiment, I did my kind of quarterly uh, practice of sitting down and figuring out what I call like priority statements for the next quarter. And, and essentially all it is, all the, pro, all the, the practices is like looking back at how the last three months went and um, reflecting on that and then deciding what you want to prioritize over the next three months. And one of the things I decided I wanted to prioritize was what I called consistency even over, I think, spontaneity. So the idea is that the, the, these statements take the format of one good thing even over another good thing. And I decided I really wanted to focus on consistency for various reasons. Um, and it was really hard for me to jibe the Google experiment. So completely changing how I do Here's all of my software, everything yeah. with this priority statement that I have. And I kind of came to the realization, like if, if I'm going to do the practice of quarterly priority statements and like putting myself through this practice and coming up with three things, you know, three statements that I want to really guide my decision-making, I have to actually respect those and honor those. And there's no way I could twist and, 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 and turn this little kind of nothing experiment to fit that priority statement. So I just dropped it completely. And I'm back to just my comfort, which was everything that I was using beforehand, you know, a mix of some third-party stuff, some Apple stuff, some Google stuff. And it feels good. Maybe I'll, I'll do the Google experiment again some other day. Uh, but for now, it is over. Yeah. I don't... I don't think everybody, every, all these platforms and stuff are so into this idea of I want you to, I want you to only use me. And I think Google I, super is into that. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. Like, yeah, the the mixed approach, I think makes sense to me. I, I don't, yeah. Because I mean, you're not going to like everything that one company does. Sure. Just, and, I and I can totally make arguments for both sides. Um, yeah. The, the on the Google side it's even if some of their stuff isn't the greatest if they're actually if they were basically if Google was good at taking all of my data and then providing contextual notifications or doing kind of potentially creepy things with that data to be useful to me that would be very interesting um, but I in my little bit of time of doing that I didn't get too much of that I, and like google now told me once that i had to leave in time to go catch my flight which yes it was right or it told me the red wings were about to start playing because it knew i liked the red wings like cool i guess but like none of that was particularly mind-blowing um so yeah I, i'm back to the the mix and the problem with using a mixed system is that you don't have that potential synergy among all the different services doing interesting things with the data but i'm not seeing so much that. of that i'm not seeing so much of that with just apple or just google either so Speaking yeah. of, of creepiness, Google released a, an iOS keyboard today. Did they? What does it look like? I don't know. I haven't tried it or anything. Uh, some people are stoked by it. Okay, let's are you talking about for, for, for iOS? For iPhones? Yeah, Is for that, iPhones. Okay. Yeah, the third-party keyboards. Some people are stoked by it. Some people are like, you realize that essentially you like Google just made a key logger and 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 now you are directly typing into their databases all of like your searches and all every everything that you type actually messages searches everything and of course you know google's saying they're not going to do anything creepy with it but come on of course they are come on that's their business model it requires the creepiness of the stuff they do with the data but in the day everybody's doing creepy oh yeah and they're not they're not alone in that yeah but i'll probably check it out see see how it is but i've never had good experience with a third-party keyboard on ios so uh wwdc is coming up that's kind of exciting 
Is it? Do you have any special wish list items for iOS 10? Um, no, but as I was looking at phones, um, just, you know, a, a, I've, I've talked about how I'm probably going to need to buy a new one in the yeah, future. Yeah, we, we have I'm talked in depth just, about it, yes. I'm also just interested in the technology. One thing that I found out that iOS, whatever, the, the newest one. 10 the most, will be the, new, the next one. 9 is what's out. So maybe it's 9 or maybe it's 10. But uh, the, the big phones, um, iPhone 6 and I guess 6 Plus, they have this thing, I guess, called Reachable oh, yeah. screen. Yeah, Reachable. Reachability. It's for the, it's for the uh, 6 Plus and 6S Plus. Yeah, I like that. I, mean, I haven't used it, but it's such the a concept hack. of it. Is it a hack? I mean, it's it's not an actual. I mean, it's just like it's just like a hacky thing that they have to do because the phone is so damn big. I, yeah. I do use it occasionally. It does allow you to, to allow the phone to be a little bit more of a one handed device. I, Talking I, about the thing where you double tap the key and like everything moves down, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I like that for for the yeah. idea of big phones because I I think phones should be a one handed device. And some of these phones, I've held a couple of my hands. I'm just like, I don't, know, this is like I don't small want a dinner plate. I, I don't want to use it like. <laughs> like this you know i have my thumbs two thumbs on the screen i'm holding it like a notepad or i don't know like a whatever but like a game boy yeah like a game boy <laughs> um but either way whether or not it's um well received or not i think i, I saw it i was like oh this is cool you know what I'm saying like i i like the um idea of thinking about a way to Make sort of solve usable. that yeah yeah, yeah you know, it's all it's. I mean, I don't really see anything. I don't know what else they could do to really solve for that. It's just a, a part of. It's just a physical thing that the phone is big and humans are have a certain size hand. Um, they, they need to have like an Ant Man style phone <laughs> where it like can shrink and and grow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a, a, a small wish list item for iOS 10. Okay. I mean, this is probably a thing that already exists on Android, but whatever. I'm not using an Android device. I uh -huh. wish you. I had more granular control over notifications. I wish I could. I wish I could tell certain apps. So you know, there's a, the the do not disturb functionality, right? Where you yeah. can put your phone in that mode and you won't get notifications. You can even have it automatically do it between set periods of time. I want that on a per app basis. Oh, because I would love to basically turn off all of my kind of personal apps, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff during normal work hours. And then just have them automatically kind of come back to life after work is over and have my work ones go into do not disturb mode. Have Slack go to do not disturb. That would be uh, awesome. And I think, I mean, the more and more these devices become, the, the lines between uh, personal life and work life become blurred on our devices, the more I want control over how I let that device uh, notify me about things. Right now, I it just feels super ham-fisted. I agree. Would it be on the, the not responsibility, but the the job of the app developer to imp, to implement that within its own app? Oh no! But I guess it, it makes be, sense this should be at an operation mobile. system level. Yeah. That makes. I mean, I would think it would make. And all it would, sense. it would just be it would just be the do not disturb functionality, but instead of just having it be a global thing on the phone, it would just be on a per app uh, per app basis. That would yeah. be neat. Apple, make it happen, please. Yeah. Thank you. Call them up. Call them up. I'm sure call, you can make call that up my buddies at Apple. I, I don't know if that is on the Android phones because I, I don't even have an up-to-date one. Yeah. So, um, but that would make sense enough, right? I mean, yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I, it doesn't seem that crazy. I mean, the argument against it, I guess, would be not wanting to completely, not wanting to overcomplicate settings. But I mean, there's a lot of. I think if you keep it in the settings uh, section of of iOS, there's no no reason not to do it. 
And the so. people that would never use it would never even know. Use yeah. it. it wouldn't even you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It's uh <clears throat> so your brother Brothers. We talk, brothers. Yeah. Started a podcast, huh? Yeah. They don't actually have a name for it yet and it's not downloadable, but they're kind of doing what you and I did at first where we just did some practice ones. Yeah. At yeah. first. So uh yeah, they're they're doing that. Max and uh, Louie, their unnamed podcast project. They have a couple nice. of, uh, of uh, blue uh, snowball mics, uh-huh. and uh, they're they're doing it. So I guess this is just to say, keep your eyes peeled for this unnamed project hitting the uh, internet waves at some point in the future. They're they're like I feel like they look up to us, Eric, as podcasting professionals. <laughs> that's sad. That's very, <laughs> I don't very, think that's actually true, actually. It's <laughs> very unfortunate. It's true. It's stroke by ego. Yeah, exactly. By ego. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So yeah. what this actually is, we're just going to have to start a network, a podcast network, them and us. I agree. I agree. Or we should join an already successful network of podcasts. Uh, I mean, we could do that, I guess. I told my brothers that what we should do is so I have four younger brothers that we should each have a show with the other and have all of those shows be our podcast network. It's a good, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it would be a lot of podcasting. Yeah, but you know, yeah, that, I'll put that what, on my what's, what's put the, that on my the, someday maybe list. What's the, what's the, was the permutation or combination of that? That's I what remember. I was wondering too, and I said the exact same thing. I didn't know. I'm like this, this isn't like five factorial, is it? I think it's a com- combination. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. It's a, That's a, well. See, it's which is the one where like they can't like once you use please. the combination, it's is that a permutation or a combination? If I we keep on, co- I want to say it's a combination. Please let me be right about that. I think that's a, right a, a, a combination. I'm gonna look it up right now. Combination you, versus permutation. If I get this right, can, I'll feel so smart. When you can be with multiple pairs, that's combination, isn't it? We're about to we're about to look it up on <laughs> mathisfun.com. Math is fun. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm saying combination. Let's see what it says. Oh, we use the word combination. Wait. If the order doesn't matter, it's a combination. If the order does matter, it's a permutation. Or it's order. It's a combination. Yeah. So, so was I right? It was combination right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Order wouldn't matter in the, in this Right. In this case, like you, right. you and brother one, you and yeah. uh, what's one of your brother's names again? Sorry, Nate. Uh, you and brother, <laughs> you and brother one yeah. is is the same as brother one and you. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Oh yeah! Uh-huh. Look at us! Look at us stumble through this basic elementary math. <laughs> I don't know. There's PhDs. Things that, don't, things that you don't use. So I got one uh, last link. Okay. Here. Um, I didn't even read the article myself. But oh my god, <laughs> it, it's on Forbes. Uh, Forbes is the, the worst title. website in the world, by the way. Just uh, I, I, out I, there. I, I never, I never look at Forbes, but it, it popped up when I was worst, looking at it. They have the worst landing screen thing. Like on on my uh, my iPhone, because uh-huh. I use an ad blocker, I literally can't even open Forbes. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I have it now. So you have not read this article, neither have I. But I am looking at the headline now. Yeah, so I was looking at phones and third-party, you know, um, third-party uh, wireless carriers and stuff like that because my um, my phone plan. I just noticed a couple, actually, a month or two ago, um, that I was getting like extra data, like uh, 
uh, whatever, bonus data, two gigabytes of bonus data, that is going to be going away at the end of uh, June. Huh. And so I, I'm not a heavy user of data, right? Right. So I don't want to pay for like, you know, I don't need an unlimited plan, you know. But at the same time, I don't want to be paying an arm and a leg for like, you know, just two gigs, which right. was w- once the two gigs goes away, it'll go down to that. Right. Anyway, so, so I was looking at alternative plans and I heard of this right. uh, uh, service called Rock Mobile. Rock Mobile, no C, R-O-K. R-O-K. Maybe it's Roke. Roke Mobile. Roke Mobile. So Roke Mobile apparently uses like maybe Verizon's towers or, you know, other people's towers, much like Ting, all these other places. Sure. And uh, it's... um. Started by John Paul de Horia, Horia, um, and he's Paul the founder of uh, That's fun to say. Paul Mitchell, I guess. Who's um, Paul Mitchell? When his name, why his name is John oh, Paul de Horia? He started. But, a thing no, called John Paul Mitchell. Paul Mitchell in him, John Paul de Horia. Oh, he's a co-founder. Okay, yeah, I thought you said yeah. John Paul de Horia started a company called John Paul Mitchell, which made no, no sense. No. Wait, and, both no. these guys are named John both? Paul. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. I'm just noticing <laughs> that right now. And they also uh, founded, um, uh, looks like Patron, 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 Patron Tequila. Oh, Patron. Pa- patron. De- that's what the rappers pa- are always talking about. Patron Tequila. Um, and <clears throat> so they have this company. And this article is simply about, okay, they're wondering if they can sort of practice this idea of compassionate capital- capitalism. Right. Which, in, in, in the general principle, this is me like knowing that. nothing about the company, but in the general principle of it and general idea of it, obviously I like that type of stuff. And so they're saying, um, you know, basically with their, and I don't know how they would implement this, with their uh, phone service, wireless phone service offered at like $50 a month for five gigs or whatever, they're, they may soon also begin um, including accidental death, uh, death insurance in the, like as a policy. As, pa- as and, part of your cell phone plan? Yeah, and That's as well awesome. as 24 uh, online access to doctors through WebMD. And roadside assistance for any for family members, hmm. and the idea was to basically, if I assume that they're coming from at least partially altruistic place, and it's not going to be like one of these like scams to like screw poor people out of money sure. and stuff like that. Um, the idea of like pairing up these two things, which may go overlooked by people in, I guess, lower SES status and stuff like that. Um, right, right. Somebody, who's, I like somebody idea. who's very poor. They may they they may still need a phone because people need phones, but they're not gonna have you know life insurance. Yeah, which is what they're gonna bundle together. Interesting. Yeah, and um, so I thought that was, I thought that was just interesting. Um, oh, I wonder how I'm curious about how that how that works out from a financial standpoint for them. Well, me too. Now, that I, that, that, yeah, that's got me thinking about like you know. <clears throat> they also mentioned in this article. Um, him signing the giving pledge in 2011, I guess oh, that, right. that might that have was been. that the Warren Buffett thing, uh, or, or was that the Gates thing? Uh, oh, it might have been the Gates thing. It was, yeah, one Gates. Of the, it was one of the rich guy things. And is it? I mean, so it got me thinking. Like, is this the only thing you can do? These wild things. You just have to become so rich where the financial <laughs> things are just like whatever. It, it'll work out enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it doesn't have to. You're not, I, you're well, not see, trying to make billions over billions anymore. Maybe, um, but I bet you they wouldn't do this if it was going to be a money losing uh, venture. I, I agree. I don't think yeah. it would be able to be sustainable sure. if it was money losing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying. Right. They're not going to stop, gonna stop trying to squeeze every last bit of profit out of it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. I'd have to. I'd have to read more than just the headline to to know this for a fact. Yeah. But it's an interesting you, idea. You, 
you'd probably have to read more about just the company in general. Um, I, I don't know how much that, ar- that article has in it, but it kind of reminded me of like in a- academia, you hear, you know, people kind of talk. I don't know if this is true either, but sort of later on in your career, you can just start doing uh, your yeah, fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. After you built, after you built your career, if you've had a successful academic career or whatever, you can start doing the research you actually right. may uh, like more. Um, which I mean, which is kind of like on a certain level, pretty sad, right? Like you can't do the things you really want to do until you put in your your time. I mean, that's why some people will do those super shitty banking jobs, you know, for a long time, and then you know make make that make that money and then go do what they really want. But yeah. that's risky, man. That's kind of risky. I just want yeah. to point out not to change the subject or anything. I run a, a Safari extension called ghostery that uh-huh. basically looks at every website that you go to and tells you and lists out all the different tracking software that that website is running. And I just want to go ahead and point out that Forbes just took the new lead of any website I've ever seen with 52 separate pieces of software currently running on this page tracking me i i believe that because like you said whenever you go to their site i think they're one of the sites where i have to always like turn off my ad blocker if it's interesting enough yeah and um, it's it's literally so when you first go to a site i have it set so a little kind of transparent window pops up with the names of everything i've never been to a site where where literally the window doesn't fit on the screen <laughs> it's just a list that goes beyond it's more than what the window can handle so uh, Forbes is a garbage website. You garbage opinion. Forbes just because everybody's relying on this, you know, ad ad revenue versus compelling stories. I guess I don't know. I, I don't know how they make money. It, like, yeah, it's I, advertising. It's um, advertising. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a complex problem, but it sucks for reader experience. Cool. Yep. 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 Uh, yep. What, what do you got? You got anything exciting happening uh, over the weekend? Uh, might get some wings. Ooh, good. What, what flavor? <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. Nah, I don't. I think I'm gonna cool out, dude. I mean, no rugby on the weekend. Oh yeah. Did you guys win uh, your last game? Uh, that we. I don't know if we talked. Uh, oh, last was that time we talked? You had you had one. Oh game yeah. Left. So we went to. Uh, I drove. You guys to were essentially the bad news bears of rugby of of, drove- of adult rugby. I drove to New Orleans. Um, and I stayed with a buddy of mine, so I kind of drove by myself, so I could crash with a buddy of mine mm-hmm. in New Orleans. It was us. The rain. It was raining crazy, <laughs> the whole drive there. Um, uh, at the stadium that we were playing, we were playing in like this little small stadium. Um, there were some, uh, I guess, high school rugby championships going on. Uh, because of the rain and the water buildup, uh, they canceled those games prior i think there was like lightning and stuff going on we waited in our cars until the rain stopped enough and you know they could say that we could play we had about maybe 20 minutes to, to 20 minutes to actually stretch and get warmed up got on the field and uh took an l <laughs> took an l we didn't get annihilated but it wasn't good right. um i yeah i, I yeah, just it just wasn't good, man. Like, it just wasn't good. I, I don't. Okay. Understand. I'm, I'm I don't sorry. Understand. I'm laughing at yeah. your misery. I'm sorry. I don't. I need no, no, I don't, no, not no, not at all. all right, it's it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's sad. It's hilarious. It's a mix of emotions. It's just like it is what it is, though. I mean, right. what you, you know, how we, how far away is New Orleans from? How long of a drive? Well, like that? Five, it's like five and a half, but Ugh. like it was raining and stuff, though. So Ugh. you know, it was it was, a, it was a long, tedious drive. Yeah, and yeah, just for. Without me going too crazy here, but like, you know, 
people dropping the ball all the time and I'm like I'm not I just I'm like what's going on this doesn't make any sense this doesn't make any sense um it's very frustrating mm. um I know the feeling well yeah. my hockey team lost last night we only had seven players yeah which is not many players let me just put that yeah. out there <laughs> when five of them play at one time yeah it's not many players. that's that's a kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah well uh are you gonna are you gonna play the next season or are you are you hanging up the rugby cleats for the time being uh i'm debating it i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna play during this summer there's there maybe if, if there's like a good tournament and I could just feel, feel an itch, you can do like seven yeah. on seven tournaments, but that, that commitment level is really low. So my foot, my goal this last season was to, you know, uh, fulfill a commitment of playing the whole season. Like uh-huh. I was quit just cause I, we were losing. Like right. I think, I think it's a bum move. But yeah. That's the worst. That's my people need to learn how to lose gracefully, yeah. gracefully. And, and um, yep. I'm not saying you should be happy with losing, but <laughs> you, 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 shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't and, pout about it either. Yeah. Pout, you shouldn't just take your rugby ball and go home. I mean, or you shouldn't, you should not, you should not um, withdraw commitment, right? Because of things are going your way. Out. Things are going your well. Yeah, yeah. You're going. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah you're taking like you're breaking the rook, the the control to the video game because you don't want <laughs> other people to, to beat you. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's not good. Nobody likes punch, that guy. You're puncturing the basketball because they they're yeah. beating. And I get I just don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. I can't I can't even fathom that. I'm like, well, you- and if you're playing, I mean, let's be let's be honest here. We are are grown men not playing professional sports. If you're playing at our age, playing your sport of choice purely because- just to win, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Well, what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> and you run. I I run across some of these people sometimes in the beer league. You know, hockey that I play. Like, yeah. why are you? Like, I get wanting to play well and taking a, you know taking a certain amount of seriousness just to have fun. Yeah. But you, some people, man, they think they are playing for the Stanley Cup, and it is eleven yeah. thirty on a Thursday night, and there is nobody in the stands, and you need to chill out. I, I did say to this guy, um, he tackled me on New Orleans, on New Orleans team, and I, I don't, I don't think he had any malice, but I just wanted to let him know. I, I didn't like the way he tackled me, but um, it, it didn't hurt or anything, but it, it could, I mean, potentially could. You're not supposed to like scoop people up and just dump them. Oh yeah, like you know, like, you know. So um, I got up and I started laughing. I was like, "Yo, you know," <laughs> I said something like. And if I was a different person, you know, you know that deserves you getting punched in the face, right? <laughs> like, like That's if you a know, very straightforward chirp on your part. Um, I, I like it. And he was, he was like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Um, and I was like, all right, yeah. It was like, I'm not, you know, but yeah, yeah you can't be tackling like that. And so when I accidentally tackle people in, in a way that's not good, I'm like, oh my bad, you know. Yeah, I'm the same even, way. even like, in the, even in the games, like this is not real. This, accidentally tripping somebody or like accidentally, <laughs> you know, like slash someone. Like I'm I'm not gonna be uh be a dick about it. And you have people on the team like, oh we're gonna you know, let's put some people in the hospital. I'm like, no, why? These people <laughs> we, gotta go, we gotta go to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, for work. Why, why would I want to put them in the hospital? That doesn't make any sense. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, what are it you doing? that's like a that's a kind of a sociopathic like a like, mindset to have. I, mean, I, I get it, they're trying to get hyped up, but no. That's that's silly. That is. It's so absolutely weird. insane. And I wouldn't want anybody to be trying to put me in the hospital. You know what I mean? So, no. playing a, playing a, a sport. Yeah, that's dumb. playing play play, um, yeah. an amateur sport. Anyway, so anyway, well, yeah. I'm sorry to. I was hoping you would tell this awesome nope. story of you know coming from behind and finally getting that first win and nope. and you your team carrying you around on their shoulders and nope. okay, well. 
Nope. Sometimes real life isn't exciting. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Well, this All has right, been sir. an episode of the file drawer. This has been the file drawer. Um, oh, yeah. I was more uh, succinct what you just said. Um, <laughs> find us on iTunes. iTunes. Overcast. Any other Are podcast we, player. Any podcast player, really. Yeah. Um, I'm just about to look up and see if we had any more new ratings or reviews, but we can just right. end it here. Whatever. End with a whimper. <laughs> clicking. I'm clicking. Yeah. Anyway, file drawer. Uh, thanks for listening. You you are what keep us uh, keep us coming to the microphone every week or every other week or so, you know, when we feel like it. Hmm. Cool. It's not very motivating. Where? Why can't I even find us? Hold on, I'm looking for it. Wait, I'm in Apple Music. What is going on? iTunes is terrible. Yeah. You know, I don't think I get the difference between Apple Music and I. Are um, they different? We're open a can of worms, oh, are- dude. We're opening a can oh, yeah. of worms. The file drawer. Okay, I'm clicking. I'm clicking. It's going to be real sad when I get here and there's actually no new ratings. Whatever, man. We just do it for the love of the medium. Like, what's the iTunes store? I don't understand that either. Um, uh, all right. Oh, hold on. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Podcast. There, there we are. We have such a great logo. My po- It is a good logo. Oh, we still have 11. Still all five-star ratings, though. So Five-star rated. Your, your five-star rated, the File Drawer podcast. Uh, thank you. Everybody. All right. All right, now we're ending for real. Goodbye. All right. Uh. Let me try to predict what you're eating. I got, I got nothing to, to, to eat up the sound. Eat, eat up the sound wave. Intro, intro song. Eat up the sound wave. Eat up the sound wave. Intro, intro song. Eat up the sound wave. Eat up the sound wave. Intro, intro song. Eat up the sound wave. Eat up the sound wave.